What's going on, guys? You are on the sidelines, the sideline guys. This is Derek, and we have Rick Sincere again from MTMD Sports. What's going on, bro? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm doing well. All doing right, well. Ready, ready to talk NBA. Yeah, man. Last time we talked, uh, the NBA was it looked a lot different than it does now. Um, <laughs> I guess we could say we're more balanced now, right? Yeah, man. Um, to be honest with you, there was a real change in power. I'll say that, right? And yeah, and and the league has gone from the um, dynamic dynasty, right, to or the the you know overarching dynasty of the Warriors, um, to now the dynamic duo. So actually, um, if anybody can um, accredit this change to any, if you can accredit this change to anybody in the league, you would have to accredited to Kawhi and what happened yeah. with the with the Raptors um yeah. and you could also credit it to Draymond Green right because really? yeah because without Draymond and that argument with KD <laughs> this wouldn't be happening so facts <laughs> so KD would have most like yeah KD would have most likely stayed with the Warriors right um yeah. or at least cuz honestly I don't really believe he was thinking that you know he had to move on. The funny part is I listened to um I listened to the Woj um podcast. So yeah, yeah. so Woj has a has a podcast now, right? He brings on Ramona um and uh, I think her name is Shelburne or something. I forgot her last yeah. name. Yeah, Shelburne. But um so so that he brings on Ramona and she's talking about what happened and what transpired between um KD and um and Draymond, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember early in the season when that whole thing kicked off, right? Yeah. So when he holds the ball and they have that big argument and he tells KD, he said, you know, you're a B, we were winning before you got here, right? <laughs> yeah. There's there's certain people you can say stuff to that it just kind of flies off their shoulder. They don't really care. You yeah. know, and I know, KD <laughs> ain't one of them people. You no. feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, not at all. So when you tell KD you would be and we was winning before you got here, that's a wrap. Like, yeah. Because you know what I mean? Like, for him, that was happening on the outside. Yeah. I know he wasn't thinking that people on the inside were thinking the same thing, right? Like, yeah. when, and you know, you know, the one person to say what everybody else is thinking is Draymond. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was weird. And honestly, without that move by Draymond, I don't necessarily think we get KD's decision. And with KD's decision coupled with everybody else's moves, right? Now we're at a completely balanced league. Where this is the Thanos era of the NBA. This is uh, LeBron threw it out of whack, and Kawhi <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi brought the balance in. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi brought that balance back. I I, I think um, I think we um, kind of shifted from like the super team era to the dynamic duo era. Yeah, you you see more teams now have two superstars, two stars, or two superstars um, that they're building around, and it's very interesting. I did. I'm gonna be honest. I did not really know that what Kawhi did with getting the Clippers to trade for Paul George. I didn't even know that was possible. Yo, I didn't I didn't think of that as a possibility either. And that's why it shocked everybody. Yeah, yeah. That was um that was very interesting. I 
can can you can you uh, now say that the East and West seem to be balanced in terms of their teams, like how many um, teams can get into playoffs? So I will say this, right? Um, we don't know because there's still one chip that hasn't fallen yet, and Which that's what, what we got to talk about first, right? So yeah. because of and and I'm gonna ask you. So because of um, the Kawhi forcing PG, right, oh, yeah. um, out yeah. of OKC into this whole Clippers situation, which I can't wait to talk Clippers-Lakers because that's going to be a deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> but by him by him making that move, now he leads Russell on that island again. Russell and his people, I don't know if that's the island he wants to be on because at 30, that's the island he's going to die on. So, <laughs> so he's... So he's deciding, right? Him and his people are deciding to make some trade moves. Um, my question to you is, who do you see as possibilities? Because that's the last piece to fall. And once he falls, then we'll have a complete understanding of what's going to happen in the NBA this year. He may be going to the East, which would definitely shift the balance, you know, which would definitely make um, a, a balanced East and a balanced West. Or he may be, you know, a part of a, another dynamic duel, right? It may be him and um, it may be him and Harden, which is the thing that I'm hearing about, right? And that that still keeps every all the power a little bit, uh, keeps a lot of power still in the Western Conference. Especially if CP3 is then moved to some other place, right? Like maybe yeah. the Lakers or something. So you don't know what's gonna happen next. Everybody's still kind of in this like in this thing. Where could Westbrook go that would make sense to you? Um, I think the teams that we're hearing to me make the most sense in terms of Miami and Detroit. Um. I think, and I'm not sure how true this is. I saw something earlier um, that said that um, uh, Detroit is willing to move Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin and or Blake Griffin if they can't get Westbrook, which I'm not truly understanding why you would do Westbrook with that team only because you just got Derrick Rose. So are you paying Derrick Rose to come off the bench? Is that is that the move you see, um, and you allow Reggie Jackson to be the point guard, or if you're getting Westbrook, do you allow Westbrook to be your point, and then you allow Rose to come off the bench? Because I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing how that team makes sense in all honesty. Um, but you know what team I honestly could see pushing for Westbrook? Who? Uh, Charlotte. Mm. only because Michael Jordan doesn't have common sense with building teams. And you just got Terry Rozier. Um, you're paying him $58 million for three years. Yeah. Um, would you go after Westbrook? Me? No, on that team? Nah, if I'm Westbrook, I'd be very upset if I'm going to that, that team, if I'm Westbrook. And also, if I'm Jordan, um, then I... I wouldn't do that, right? Like, I wouldn't well, make that move. I wouldn't the only make reason why I'm saying all. it is because if I were Michael Jordan, I would have kept Kimba Walker. Yeah. And you see that they didn't do that. I don't. He, he's not really good with running, this, with running this team. I would think because of his connection with Westbrook being a Jordan brand athlete that he would be more 
open to doing it um, to bring him in? I, th- I think he could. I mean, if if you can get Westbrook to come over, then if you can get Westbrook in the trade, then okay, cool. But at the same time, you know that if you bring over Westbrook, you're going to bring over a disgruntled Westbrook. I think you know what he I mean? would be he would be trying to prove something to Jordan, uh, to everyone. I think he's got. I think he has something. I think he feels like he has something to prove. But he could do that in OKC with Stephen Adams. Yeah, that team's not working out. They OKC needs to press the reset. OKC yeah, but why would why would it work? Why would it work in Charlotte? All of us. Oh, I'm not saying it wouldn't. It would work. I don't think it would. I just yeah. think that that would be the the team the, in the, the a dark horse team that would push for for Westbrook. I'm hearing um I'm I'm definitely hearing about Miami. Miami makes the most sense. Creating another dynamic duo with him and Jimmy Butler. I just yeah. feel like at some point they would fist fight on the court. Yeah. <laughs> West, I just feel Westbrook like and Butler um uh, they would make sense in terms of them being dogs and and you know always putting it out on, on the line and 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 you know i think i think in that regard they would they would mesh well together i i i don't know that i can see that team doing anything um yeah i, th- I actually think westbrook would i think he's better fit for the east than the west I think he's fit better for the East because um, it's a little bit softer. Uh, he he would have the ability to bully the entire East. No, I don't think he'd bully it, but I think he'd have a better chance of fighting to get further into the playoffs yeah, I, than, than 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 in the West. I can see him getting further, and that's why I proposed a situation like this. It's, it, it was it was something that um, that MTMV Sports proposed on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw it or not, mm-hmm. um, but I thought about a trade um, that would send him to the Knicks, right? And and that trade, What's the trade? That trade, it was it was it was a crazy trade, right? It was um, the Knicks would give up um, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and a mm-hmm. pick. Well, in some picks, right? Because you would have to get you know mortgage a lot, but you give up some picks. Um, but keep R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, um, Julius Randle, and um, and then bring on a Westbrook. Now, the only problem with that is that they cleared a lot of cap space. And this is what people talked about. They cleared a lot of cap space um, to bring in two max-level players, right? Mm-hmm. But they spent a lot of that cap space to bring in non-max-level players. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'll keep it at that. So, uh, <laughs> so they would they would have to actually clear mm-hmm. a couple of those non-max level players in order to bring in a Westbrook because of his contract situation. So they yeah. would most likely have to get rid of Julius Randle in the trade. Julius um, Randle order, would have to be the centerpiece of that trade in order to get enough cap space um, yeah. to to make that move happen. Um, which would absolutely suck for Julius Randle because he chose to make that move, and now they're choosing to move him somewhere else. Yeah, um, <laughs> which which is the ultimate backstab for a free agent, right? Like the choice was yours, but now we own your rights, and so we can do whatever we want with you. Um, yeah, 
I think there's a period, time period. Well, hold up, that is a free agent. That wasn't a trade. Right. That could. That probably could work. It that could probably work, could work. But, yeah. But wouldn't it suck? Like it would really suck if it's you business. decided. Yeah, but you decide as a free agent. You have the whole entire landscape to choose from. You decide. They come to find you, right? They come and find you. Come to, like, L.A., have a talk with you, right, Mm -hmm. about signing with their team. Pitch you the future. Pitch you the world, right? And then once you get there, they decide, man. (laughs) Hey, man. I could see... I could see mm-hmm. Westbrook in New York. Um, that would be a that would be an interesting fit. Um, they're not doing anything, but that would be an interesting fit, um, especially with 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 Barrett uh, still being there. That would be an interesting fit. Um, that forty million a year thing is what kills me. Mm. That forty million is I think it's forty one to 47 over the next four years and i mean of all the teams that um that uh probably would be able to make that move um i think new york has the best chance in terms of not being able to bring another big free agent that you would have to spend that money on so it would make sense financially to go ahead and just lock him up for four years to do that so that i i could see that i could see that because i think i think as presently constructed miami could still uh could still draw in some free agents over the next two years so i i don't think that they i don't think it'd be smart for them to handicap themselves uh with westbrook so yeah new york new york makes a lot of sense if but here's my thing, right? If the league is going to this whole dynamic duo situation, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it make sense for you to bring in a um, a Westbrook to Miami? At that point, you're basically completing the duo, right? They and and they already want to get rid of uh, Dragic, right? They they want to get rid of their point mm-hmm. guard right now. Um, well, he wants to move. They've already um, kind of moved him. Remember, um, they were going to send him over to Dallas. That didn't yeah. super work out. And yeah. so his people are still talking with them to try to figure out how to get him to move. So if they're going to move a guy, right, uh-huh. then why not offer him up in this situation, right? Um, they can move him. Um, they've already gotten rid of Whiteside, which, yo, honestly, when I heard first heard Jimmy was going to Miami, I thought about Dragic and Whiteside and Jimmy, and I was like, yo, that's great for Jimmy. And, and then Dion Waiters. Know, yeah, yeah, I thought about Waiters. Waiters is always hurt, though. It kind of it makes yeah. me feel a type of way about Waiters. Yeah. Um, but, um, but still, you know, a really good piece, right? Then they get rid of – then I hear Dragic is on the move. I'm like, okay, wait. And then Whiteside's gone, and I'm like, yo, what's up? So now yeah. it's just Jimmy again. And I think if you bring in the Jimmy – and then after bringing in Jimmy, you bring in a Westbrook, then you you basically say, hey, look, honestly, everybody else has a dynamic duo, and we have one too now, yeah. right? Because yeah. at this point, they don't, and I think they need one. Yeah, they they I think it'd be a good look. I I think I think they'd be a that'd be a fun show. Um, I just I honestly don't think that they'd have the the 
best shot at you know going deep in the playoffs this year because they they probably would have to send out most of their roster in order to make that that trade work. So, yeah. I think I think it would be wise for OKC to move on for Westbrook and try and make the best um, get the best haul for him, which Miami would make sense for them. Miami now, would make we, sense. We talked about um, Westbrook to the Lakers as a non-starter, right? Like as a non-possibility. Um, I never saw that happen. What would have to happen in order for that to actually take place? Like, what could they possibly do? They'd have to cut Rondo. They'd Rondo? Have cut... They'd have to trade LeBron and or AD. Why, though? $40 million a year for Westbrook. So it would right, either be, right, it'd right. Either be they LeBron. They don't have enough space. Yeah. It, it, it would be LeBron or AD no, that you would trade with a Rondo and and Jared Dudley and all those guys. You, you'd have to yeah. you'd have to package up a, which that front office as um, dumb Can as they are. <laughs> <laughs> I could see them looking into thinking about doing it. Uh, it it just doesn't make any sense. They they they're honestly they're. Their roster looks a little bit better than I thought they would after Kawhi decided to not go. Yeah. I didn't, I, of course, I you know I I didn't see Kawhi going to the Lakers. I always saw him going to the Clippers. I um, knew you saw that, um, but I also knew that the roster would be stacked or, or at least good looking um, for the Lakers. If, if he didn't, yeah, I knew the roster would be good if Kawhi didn't go because I knew that that opened up everybody after that right like that opened up um danny green that opened up boogie that opened up everything else that still opens up carmelo like that opens up you know a world of possibilities if he's not there does they that make sense have, so, they just don't have a great defensive team though they don't they have an the old team thing. they have a, right. pretty much what they had they, last year <laughs> yeah i mean not exactly though, because now as currently constructed, you have you have an old team without the mix of youth, right? And so yeah, yeah. so now it's like, um, so, yo, it's so funny. Somebody um, in MTNV, the voice, the voice is like, yo, you basically walking out there with the um, Uncle Drew two team, like <laughs> have you, have you seen? Everybody on the team mad old except for for um for Anthony Kyle Davis. Kuzma. Yeah, well, yeah, Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma, right? So yeah. um, that's basically what this is. But it is. But it's cool because actually, if, as you look at it, right? If remember towards the end of the year, Cousins was starting to get healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the best guys in taking care of their body in the league is LeBron James. That's true. He takes care of his body extremely well. And so if if he's able at all to influence the Cousins, um, because Cousins is kind of the 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 hit of it all, right? Like Cousins kind of controls this whole thing. If Cousins is Boogie Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if Cousins is Boogie Cousins from from the New Orleans time or from Sacramento before the injury, if mm-hmm. he's really Boogie Cousins, then you do have a big three there if Cousins yeah. goes, goes back to form. 
yeah, LeBron can influence him uh, to take care of his body a little bit better. I agree with that. Um, the only thing LeBron cannot do is control the um, what's the, the the integrity of the structure of his of his body because I I'm gonna tell you say it again. I told you before the way Boogie ran when he tore his his uh, his hamstring or his quad. That clumsy run, like, that's not going to get fixed. Uh, uh, the, the integrity of that left leg, because of the Achilles and the, 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 the quad, that's never going to be, like, 120%. It's, it's, it's compromised. For a big man, it's compromised still. So I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a good move of bringing Boogie there. It makes a ton of sense, um, especially being able to see what 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 he and, and AD did in New Orleans. I think it'd be a, I think it's a really really good look for the Lakers. Um, the only thing is, I don't know like how he's going to hold up. I for his sake, I pray he holds up well and does not get injured because he's on a one year contract right now, and with him. Uh, being on a one-year contract, if he gets hurt again, if it's a significant injury, it's like almost like Greg Oden, like, you know, and, and I hate to see that for him, but it's gonna be in that neighborhood where where no one's gonna really, he's not gonna get big money anymore. Like he's the the hundred seventy million dollar, two hundred million dollar contract level, that's not gonna be offered to him anymore. Same thing with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, like, like he's battled the injuries for the last two years. I'm glad he's on Washington because uh, he now has an opportunity. Um, but he's not getting the the big contract anymore. That's those days are over. Um, the best he can hope for is about like a thirty to fifty million dollar contract, which sucks. Which sucks. Um, but yeah, that that's boogie. I, I I hate the Lakers, but I hope. He's able to to showcase what he can do and be healthy the entire year, so that he can still go out and get about a thirty to fifty million dollar contract. Well, he's only twenty eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're looking at a twenty eight year old um, Boogie, twenty six year old AD, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Boogie just <laughs> seems old because he runs old, like you said. <laughs> um, but he's he's really not old, so his the ability to come back from an Achilles, right? Um, you're right. He may not be at 120 percent, but to be honest with you, if if he's boogie at 90 percent, like honestly, I think in the finals we may have saw boogie at 60 percent. You know what I mean? Like he didn't look like he was he was you know he there, wasn't ready to come back, right? But right, but now we're looking at a situation where. Um, I love the reuniting of the New Orleans three, right? And it's yeah, it's basically Boogie, Rondo, AD, right? Um, yeah. playing together. And if you remember, they were they were great at times, right? Because they were Rondo, killing it. Yeah, they were killing it. And now to that mix, you add a LeBron, which is crazy. Um, if this were happening in New Orleans, you know, I'd be going nuts. But um, <laughs> you have a different situation in New Orleans right now. And and I like the situation we currently have. It's a better have. situation. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a cool situation. Uh, it's not a championship contending situation tomorrow, no. and which 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 this could be if the boogie piece falls. If the if boogie is boogie, then this falls. And especially if if especially if you can have um, if you can manage if you can manage health throughout the year. Mm-hmm. If you can manage health throughout the year and they're competitive, I just don't know what the heck happens to this team in the fourth quarter of games. Like I don't, I don't know what type of diet plan they're going to hit up Tom Brady because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. the move. Right? They gonna, yeah, I'm dead serious. They need TB12. I agree with that. Like everybody, Rondo needs TB12. Um, everybody needs <laughs> LeBron like, definitely does. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, they're gonna bring back back Lance Stevenson. Um, you think or maybe so? Maybe they won't. Because I, I was I was wondering about that earlier. I mean, he just took LeBron just took Stevenson's uh, number. Number. Yeah, that's so, true. So maybe they maybe they won't. But I mean, Stevenson. I'd bring him in Boston. I I take him to Boston. I mean, he can go anywhere. He's funny, right? Like, yeah. He, I want to bring him to Comedy Central or something, but yeah. <laughs> like, no, they're serious. Dude's on, no. dude's on point. He's hilarious. But, but um, but outside of that, bro, um, this 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 Lakers team is weird. We gotta get to, we gotta get to, um, this other thing because because of the move we talked about, where could Russ go? Yeah, right. We talked about where could Russ go. Um, possibility not not possible. The Lakers are not possible for you, no. right? Um, you're saying the Miami Heat is not possible. No, it's possible. Very possible. possible. Okay. Um, the New York Knicks. You don't think it's. Um, you think it's not possible, really? No, I think it's possible. I think. Okay. I think Miami, New York, Detroit, and Charlotte are possible teams. Okay. So the yeah. next possibility that we must discuss, right, is the Houston Rockets and him hooking back up with James Harden. What do you feel about that? Which would then introduce another piece that would have to be placed, which is CP3. What do you yeah. think about the possibility of him going to the Rockets? I think they would be taking a step back. Yeah, I think they'd be taking a step back. Only because that team doesn't – that doesn't make any sense, man. Like, because you're – in for that trade to happen – I think you have to include Clint Capella and 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 some other pieces. Westbrook and Harden. You will, but they be getting back Steve Adams. Yeah, but Westbrook and Harden is my concern because they both need the ball. Then neither one of them are willing to play without the ball. So because of that, that's why I think they take a step back because I I, I don't see them. I don't even see them getting out the first round if those those two are together. Because they don't know how to they don't know how to like play off the ball. I know Westbrook has averaged a triple double over the last three years, and that's nice. But it's done nothing for him. <laughs> it has done nothing for him. And and he's had Paul George the last two years and it's done nothing for him. Um so I, I think I think Harden um, that would be the next thing that I think. You know how I say that Giannis needs to develop a, um, he needs to develop handles in order to create space to take yeah. his game to the next level. In order for Harden to go to the next level, he has to learn how to play off the ball. Harden has to learn how to be able to 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 affect the game without scoring, like effectively. Um, uh, uh, uh 
make let me say this back let me say it again he has to impact the game in different ways where he's not the one that's primarily scoring the ball because if you think if you think back to how Houston was playing um this year like throughout the season when they would get going it was more so when Harden wasn't the primary scorer like he'd get his he'd get his shots and then they'd throw it to PJ Tucker they'd throw it to Eric Gordon you know like the the offense was more evenly spread once they got to the playoffs they just it, it, it they they got away from that and more so honed in on on Harden um, being the primary scorer and because of that that's why you have this whole issue with him as CP3 I don't see that issue being rectified bringing Westbrook in so you said they'd have some type of facilitation issue in their offense like their offense wouldn't yeah. flow well yeah um, because you have two ball dominant individuals who who wouldn't know how to share right and like like for example if you had Lonzo Ball with James Harden that that makes more sense because he's Lonzo knows how to facilitate he knows how to defend he can do other things that are that that does not require him to score the ball Harden has to be the one scoring the ball in order to affect the game and I don't think that that's a that's not the the recipe for success in terms of winning a championship if you want the regular season accolades and, and awards, cool. There you go. That's how you do it. But in order to become a champion, he has to be able to spread the ball and facilitate properly. He doesn't do that. So bringing Westbrook in will only be more of a headache than, than Chris Paul. And I, I just I don't see that meshing well. Now, you can say, yeah, back in OKC when, when Harden was there, um, they played well together, but that's because Harden was a, was a sixth man. Harden was not a starter, so I just I don't see it. I don't see that working out too well, and especially in the, in in the West, like making one wrong move at this point can take you from being a contender to a a lottery a draft lottery um pick. Like that's I I I don't. I don't think that'd be the right move. I think the best move for Houston right now would be to try and figure out how you can move little pieces to help facilitate the ball and move it better. Or the best move for Houston would be going out and getting Mark Jackson and letting D'Antoni go. Because you see what Mark Jackson did for the, for the, for the Warriors, right? Like, they were... They were good offensively, defensively, and with just like distribution. They were in all facets of the game. They did well. Now, if 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 you go out and get Mark Jackson, I think that they can still salvage what they have in Houston. You brought back Austin Rivers. You brought back Gerald Green. Um, you might have to let Nene go and go get a um, go get someone else to to fill in the five spot like off the bench, but. I think they would do themselves a great disservice by going and trading for Westbrook. Mm. So let me ask this. Um, do you think the CP3 Harden relationship is repairable or salvageable at this point? Or do you think is. he has to be moved? I, th I, think, I think it could be salvageable if, um, 
if they're willing to be more like um, like old school players, well, not them, Harden. If Harden is willing to be more like an like an old school player, like Shaq has talked about it plenty of times about how not only did he and Kobe have friction, but um, Jordan, Michael Jordan, you know, with with the Bulls, they were teammates that had friction. Of course, you know how how MJ punched Steve Kerr. Um, uh, there's other other uh, teams. I think he said Magic uh, uh, Johnson with the Lakers. There were there was some stuff uh, with that team. Like, so all teams are going to have issues, but it's the ability to be able to get past that and like unite on the common goal, which is winning a championship. I think they probably can do it, um, but I think star- uh, that that starts with having the right voice in the locker room. And I think Mark Jackson would be that voice. Problem is, Mark Jackson, like Iguodala said, is pretty much blackballed out of the league. So I don't see it happening. But I think the best move for Houston would be to go get Mark Jackson. Yo, um, to talk about these dynamic duels, and I know that's kind of where we are right now across the league, right? There's a, I think one of the biggest pieces to kind of make all this stuff happen was the unite, the uniting of KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn, right? right. Like, that was one of the things that kind of really kicked this whole thing off, right? Now, when you look at KD and Kyrie, now they're with the Nets, right? Now they're in the East. How does that shift the balance of power um, in the East? And are they now the favorites when KD's healthy? Are they then the favorites to take over the East? I'm not willing to say that. I'm not. <clears throat> Is it Only... because you're a Boston Celtics fan? No, or... no, no, no. Then why no. aren't you willing to say that? No. Um, I think KD is going to come back and play well, but for a seven footer to have that injury, like, I don't have, I, okay, let me say this. I have my reservations about him coming back and playing at peak level KD. I think he's going to be able to come back and and play well. But his his game is predicated on being able to explode. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do that when he comes back. Now, if he comes back and he does that, I think Brooklyn is I think Brooklyn actually actually launches above Philly. Um but if he's not able to do that, I don't I don't know. I don't know. So, KD's about what? Six ten, right? Seven foot. He's seven foot. Okay. He's seven um, foot. He, he's listed at I think six ten or six eleven, but he's actually seven foot. Okay, cool. So even if he's seven foot, right? He's still real thin. So yeah, mostly when you're when you don't have a lot of body weight, right? It allows you to come back a lot easier from those weight bearing injuries, right? And so generally, like okay, you mentioned the situation with Demarcus Cousins and him being right at his size, you know, it's definitely being a problem for him. But mm-hmm. KD at his size, I believe, and we've seen this in the NFL. We've seen guys come back from Achilles tears and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so I've seen it several times. But they're so, smaller. Who's smaller? NFL guys are smaller than KD. They're shorter. Yeah. They're not smaller. The the 
you're saying that there that there's less weight on KD than the NFL guys, right? I'm saying most of them, yeah. If we're seeing, if we I think it depends on which position. I mean, yeah, it, it does depend on which position, right? Because some of those guys are like, you know, maybe what, five, ten, two hundred and twenty pounds, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. maybe they're um, you know, five eleven, two hundred and thirty pounds, right? And, and KD, you say seven foot, he's like he's two forty though, um, mm-hmm. and so. But you look at a KD, right? Like he's still very small. Like he's a small guy. He's he can, thin. He can bear. He he's thin, but he could bear that weight though. You know what I, I mean? Like at, at the end of the day, I feel like I feel like he his ability to come back will not be hampered because of his weight at all. It's it's not weight for me. It's movement. Yeah, but it's movement. Movement movement means that you're saying that he won't have that explosiveness. Right? I'm not saying he won't, I'm saying that he can. but I'm not saying he won't, but for him to be able to, you know, he's got ridiculous handles and he creates space right. very well on the perimeter. Right. That's the part of his game that I'm worried about. I'm not so much worried about him being able to dunk and stuff like that. I'm more so worried about that because you see, that's how he, that's how he completely tore it. That's the part of it that that I'm worried about. That step, that 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 explosion from that step. I don't. I'm not saying he won't be able to come back and do that again. I'm just saying I don't think I don't know if it's gonna be as effective, because once you once once the Achilles goes, it's like that thing takes a long time to re- to recover from. I mean, he'll 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 be back next year, but being back to his peak level, he wouldn't be able to achieve that until the year after, and which is fine. Now you're talking about what? Katie is what 30? 30, 31? I think he is thirty. You're talking about possibly yeah, 33? thirty three. So yeah, we're saying KD at thirty two. You're talking thirty between thirty two and thirty three. That's well, actually, when. No, he, let me see. September. His birthday is in September, right? And so, yeah, said so be thirty three then. Yeah, so yeah, it, well, actually it'd be thirty two, right? So next year, if he's turning thirty one, around year, next year around this time, right? He's turning he's t- turning thirty one, right? Uh huh. So next year around this time, yeah, yeah, you're right. So by the time he's actually on the court and doing the stuff you think he'll do, he'll be thirty three. Right, which now he's out of his prime at that point. No. He's out of his prime. He'd be out of his prime by that, or at least no. on the way out of it. Like, on the way out, he put it like this. On the way out, yeah. But put it like this. Out. No, last not time in basketball. We, put it like this. The last we saw him, he was right there. He was already at the top. Okay, two years from now, he'd already be on the decline. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he he wouldn't be able to listen. It's different when when you're a seven foot thirty three year old and a six four thirty three year old. It's just different, and be, based on what what his game requires for him to do, that's all I'm saying. I still think he'd be very effective out there, um, but I just I I personally worry about that aspect of his game. Um, 
being able to come back and create that ex- that 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 separation on the perimeter like that um with his he still has a length so i'm sh- i'm sure he'd be able to figure it out but an achilles injury is that's a nagging injury for a long time after it fully heals okay so talk to me about um and, and, and okay so most people would would have have an argument to say that kd doesn't have to be anywhere near the basket in order for his game to be effective because the shot is so amazing, Yeah. right? Um, they would say that he doesn't have to actually be there. Um, but we still need to hop around the East, right, and figure out how does this balance the power in the East mm-hmm. because at the top of the East, who are the teams that you're like, oh, these are the teams that will actually stop the Nets from being a championship team? Milwaukee... Milwaukee got very interesting over this offseason. They lost a lot of shooters, but they gained a they they gained a lot of length. So their defense is going to be crazy. Now, Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez, those guys can shoot from the perimeter. So I don't know that their their perimeter shot took a a, a drastic drop. Um but because they don't have Meritage, but because they don't have Brogdon, their spacing is going to be, I think, a little less effective than it was last year. But Milwaukee, Boston um, are my my top two teams in the East, um, just as an early look. Those are my top two teams in the East. Um, Philadelphia, they did a good job by getting Al Horford. Which Al Horford, Tobias Harris. Right, like I was very emotional about that move. I I hated, I hated seeing Al Horford going there. I'm glad he got his money, but it 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 hurt to see him go there. But Mm. was that a Ray Allen type of hurt or like no 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 (laughs) because Philadelphia is not really a threat. So (laughs) Philadelphia is not a championship team. Let me put it like that. Wow. Um, I'm tell you yeah. right now, if Ben Simmons ever develops a shot, you're going to that change that tune on that. Well, see, the reason why I'm, I'm so confident uh, in saying that is because that'll never happen. Ben Simmons will never develop an, a, an outside shot. He will. I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think that that the problem with him is that everyone has told him since he was in the high school, you need to shoot. Like you need to shoot. From the perimeter, you need to extend your range. And guess what he has not done since he's been in high school? Worked on his range. You've sure. seen him. He's, there's, I've, I saw a video the other day of him shooting a, a three, a couple threes uh, in the gym. Ben Simmons is Cute. 22. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That dude, ha- think he's, he's been in the league. Never get a shot? I, not, not an effective one. He's 22. He, he can luck into a three-point shot one day. But he he's not his game he gets is a, more so predicated in being in the paint. Yo, Blake Griffin throw. developed a mid range. You don't think he yeah, can develop a mid range? But, but Blake Blake Griffin, before developing a like a very consistent mid range, he was still able to shoot mid range shots. Blake uh, uh, Ben Simmons refuses to even shoot mid range shots most of the time. So the idea of him. Shooting a perimeter shot, mm-mm, 
I don't see that. I do not see it. I saw a video of him doing it in practice in the gym the other day. That's cute. But you need to be able to throw, <laughs> shoot a three-point shot. <laughs> you need to be able to shoot a three-point shot with a defender in your face. And he will never be able to do that. Okay, so we're saying not him, all right? He won't do it. No. Um, Al Horford can. But Al Horford is, you could see it last year, he was on the decline a little bit. Um, so maybe you're talking about a year or two of Al Horford being what he was in Boston. Um but that's a four-year contract. I don't see him being that effective for them over the course of the next four years. Okay, so what about Boston? Are they at the top competing? Yeah, I see them as as the top two team in the in the East. Okay, I do. Okay. I do. If, if if um, and I know it's not because I'm a Boston fan. I always have to I always have to preface that when I talk about Boston because people think that it's just because of my fandom. It's not. Okay. If you look at what they did, um, they went out and got Kimba Walker, which was an even swap for Kyrie Irving. That's a Back. everyone everyone's saying Kyrie is significantly better than than Kimba Walker. I personally hmm, I don't think, think that. Yeah. Because I don't think if, that you, either. if you see what Kimba's did in uh what he did in Charlotte versus what Kyrie did in Cleveland, like when when he had the we had no team around him. Kimba was more effective than Kyrie was. Okay, and, and Kimba doesn't come with those same injury concerns to me. He doesn't come with the injury concerns. He doesn't come with the locker room concerns, and and he's just a blue collar type of worker. Just yeah, go I, in take, and work. I think it's an upgrade. I think it's an upgrade too. Um. Where where they took a slight decline was at the five, and I mm-hmm. I will wholeheartedly agree with that. But and if Cantor is is a good look for you guys, Cantor is a really good look. Um, but you know who I see being a an even better look than Cantor, Vincent Poirier. I I wholeheartedly believe that. Every year. Every year it's a new name, but <laughs> they went and got him. He was actually uh Rudy Gobert's backup in the Euroleague. Every year. Every year I'm gonna give you a new name. Uh I'm so this year man. Yeah. You're uh, in love with I'm excited about him. He's All a right. seven foot he's a seven foot <laughs> Center, <laughs> man. He's, if you would have said Taco Falls, I would have been like, "All right, bet." Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Taco Fall getting too many minutes. Not this I year. Mean, I, the I funny part is, I don't know if he needs a ton of minutes, right? Like, um, and I don't no. know, I don't know if your guy, like, I don't know if your guy gets a ton of minutes. I mean, you'll let me know, but um, I feel like I feel like Taco, Taco looks good, right? Taco like, looks good. He's having Robert a pretty decent Williams. summer league right now. Robert Williams looks good too. Um, he's he actually looks better than what he did last year, um, and that's not really saying much because I mean he really didn't do anything last year. But yeah. he's 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 slimmed down a little bit. Okay. Um, he looks a little faster than he did when I last saw him on the on the court. So that with his block shot um, uh, block shots, I think he's going to be able to do. A little more than what he did last year, which he has no other choice. He's going to get about fifteen to twenty minutes a game uh, this season. 
so I think he he's he's got to work on his communication aspect. That's where I was hoping that Al Horford would would help help him this year. Um, yeah, was being able to communicate. Um, but I have a lot of hope for him. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, Poirier is a seven foot center that has very very good agility, and that he he can't shoot from the perimeter, but his his, his mid game his mid mid range shot and going in really good. Um, he's very fast. He's good um, with lateral movement. So that's the that's where I say. I think uh, I think Boston has taken a, a nice step forward, um, which is over the last three or four years they've not been able to rebound very well um, on the offensive glass, and that's where I think they're going to be able to take a step forward because Enos Cantor helps them a lot with that, um, and 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 Robert Williams will help them a lot. Um, so that's why I think I think Boston still remains in the top two. I think. Uh, I think they remain in the top two. Uh, Philly, that that's the part where I kind of worry about them. Um, Embiid just played a full season. You know what I'm saying? Like he missed a couple of games, but for the most part, he was playing for the for for the entirety of the season, and he had a really good playoff uh, run as well. So I think I think if he can continue to work on his body. And and um, remain <clears throat> excuse me remain healthy. I think he's going to be able to do very well this season. They definitely need shooting. They got Josh Richardson from Miami, which is going to be able to help them a little bit. Yeah. But I don't see losing Reddick. Well, they're going to feel that. They're going to feel it. They're going to feel it. Um, they need a, a Kyle Korver. They need um. Uh, who else is out there on the, on the buyout market? I think Iguodala would be interesting as well. Iggy would be interesting almost anywhere he he would go, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Iggy would be interesting. I'd rather see Iggy retire though. Like personally, I, I would I too. Think, I think Iggy. I think it would serve Iggy well to 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 wrap it up, right? Like I thought. You could see shades of him needing to wrap it up last year, last right? Year. Um, yeah. In the playoffs, when when he was called upon, even though he had, you know, flashes of good good play, mm-hmm. I think it was it's time, right, to to kind of yeah. you know wrap it up for him. Um, speaking of Iggy though, and having him kind of out there, right? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I want to, because he's a possible target for the Lakers, right? Yeah, like, which makes sense because uh, um, Rob Palenka was his former agent. Yeah, so I can I can see. So it makes sense. I can see them making a move. We'd be remiss to go a whole episode and not talk about this whole Kawhi to the Clippers. Man, this battle for LA, right? Like Man. right now we have There's no battle. The Lakers out there. We have the Clippers out there. Um, in the West right now, who's at the top in the West? We talked about who's at the top in the East. Who's at the top in the West, right? Uh, and and who's your favorite in the West right now? Clippers. Clippers, most definitely Clippers. Uh, it, is that it, just Laker hate? Like no, no. It sounds no. like Laker hate, or no. is it? Or is it team? Is it? Is it favor? Do you favor the team? I know. I know. In Boston, you guys have a good team, mm-hmm. and you favor team. It seems like you favor team more so than superstar. Um, 
I they do. have two superstars and also a pretty decent deep team. They have a great front office. They also mm-hmm. have a great coach, right? Yes. Like as an all organization, they're all around good, but yes. they're still the Clippers. So, like, <laughs> why? You know? Well, like, <laughs> let me say like this: the Lakers talk, aren't the Lakers. Le- okay. The Lakers are not the Lakers of old. They're not. Um, the Clippers, though, they have a really, to me, they have the most balanced team in the West right now. Okay. Um, let me say it like this. You saw how the Clippers were able to push Golden State in the playoffs last year yeah. with them having Kevin Durant. You see how well they pushed Golden State last year, right? Yeah. Now you add... And great it's, defense. It's amazing coaching, and the defense was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. You add Kawhi and Paul George to that. I, I'm willing to predict now they're going to be the number one defensive team in the league next season. I am. Willing I mean, outside to say of that. New Orleans, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think the Clippers they're going to be the top defensive team in the league. Um, I don't know. I'm dead serious. You Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, um, Zion, because all he's going to do is, like, be that, right? Um, yeah. I mean, that, this year at least, right? Like, I yeah. think he'll be mostly rebounds and, and block shots everywhere. Um, and with Lonzo and, and Drew, I think they'll be a great defensive team. They're going to um, be really I good. They, them... might be top, they might be top five. Okay, but you My give top, number top one. prediction, yeah. You give number one to them. What about, I mean... Yeah. Who was the number one defense last year? Was it Toronto? You know what? I don't even remember. So I don't remember. I I can see them being a strong defensive team. But, okay, here's the thing, right? As currently constructed, Mm -hmm. the cool part about this L.A. versus L.A. thing is we have two guys who are actually from California on the Clippers team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and I think I think that's the thing that kind of makes this this battle so intriguing to me is because it's like, yo, okay, cool. Y'all if you're from LA, you need to rock with the Clippers. Because these are actually yeah. guys from here, right? Like yeah. we're talking about these are real LA guys. You know what I mean? Like these are real guys from here who yeah. are repping this team on purpose, came back home to yeah. be home. So yeah. now if you're cheering for a home team, who you need to be cheering for is the Clippers, but you're so, but you're so conditioned mm-hmm. to cheer for the Lakers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But them guys ain't from here. They just wearing the colors, yeah. right? So now, <laughs> like, you know, they're serious. You're like, okay, cool. It's LeBron and it's AD, but they yeah. ain't legit. They ain't authentic. If you authentic, then you rocking with the Clippers right now. I would, right? I would, I would think so. And and it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard sell because nobody's used to doing that. Now there's the Clipper man, right? Like they're like him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and there's some people who are who are rock solid with them. But Jesus, right now. But at the same time, mm-hmm. the Lakers always win this battle, bro. Well, let me and say the like ships this: aren't fully dealt yet. There's let me say it like this: we have never seen the Lakers and Clippers be on at the same time. Or on the same level. Well, they're not on the same level right now. but They are, though. 
I would I would say the Clippers are above the Lakers right now. I can't say that, man. They are. They are. Listen. I can't say that. Listen. Kawhi Kawhi last year. I don't care. I could not care it's less. LeBron. You know, you know what Kawhi Leonard has done that LeBron has not done? What? He's in the in in the it, every time he's going to the finals. Championship because that's not true. No, no. <laughs> One not multiple he, MVPs, that's not true. Not only has he gotten been the best player team. in the league over a decade, <laughs> that's not true. What has listen he done? when he's gotten to the finals, he's taken on the the hardest defensive assignment. That's what Kawhi has done that LeBron has never done. Yes, he did. In the finals consistently? Yeah. Well no. Do you think no. consistently you're saying consistently like Kawhi pops up in the finals every year. That's not true. LeBron well, has popped up in the finals <laughs> over eight when, years in a row. When has Kawhi when when has LeBron taken on the hardest defensive assignment? When he defended Steph Curry, that was when he not defended hard Steph Curry. For him <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> it's hard for everybody else. Why well, it's not hard for LeBron? When was, he, you talking when about he, when, when when Steph went in for for uh, for uh, what was that? I think he went in for a, a layup and LeBron blocked it. Is that what you talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm at talking him about his... nope, not that. I'm talking about when the when the Cavaliers won that championship against the Warriors, uh-huh. right? It was because of the switch of LeBron on um on on Steph. Right? Like that was a part of it. I'm not saying he doesn't play defense on the best player at times during the series. You're saying I'm that saying when that it, is when your KD primary was there, he didn't job. Take KD. That's he what didn't you're take saying. KD. No. No. He's the one who didn't take KD. All right, cool. He didn't no. take KD. No. Right? But that well, wasn't uh, in his Kawhi- best interest. It wasn't. No. But then he also but guess what? Kawhi's done it where he's gone against the best and defended the best. You know Kawhi has done? But then he also he also led a team that without him wouldn't have, probably wouldn't even been in the second round. I would say led a team is man, right? Like he helped lead a team. Get out of here. Kawhi led he the, the Raptors team. team. He helped to lead a team. Who, Look, who, when who, when it when it came down to it, when it came down to it, right? Who was leading this scoring? Well, who was actually? It was more of a team thing than he's the man thing. Let's be honest. Kawhi didn't super show up as a scorer at the end. He didn't have to. And if he, he had, yeah, he had yeah, all fourth around. quarter a couple times. Right? Yeah, I agree. He uh, only scored reason, like two points, something like that one time. I yeah, agree. there's a reason they wouldn't give up Siakam. There's a I reason agree. they wouldn't give up Siakam. There's a reason they built a team, right? They had a team. Van Fleet, they had a team, right? Kyle Lowry had to show up. If he didn't show up, they would not have done anything. Kyle Lowry showed right. up. Van Fleet showed up, right? Siakam showed out, right? And then you had, like, everybody else doing stuff, right? Like, you had Ibaka doing stuff, and everybody else was helping. And so LeBron's been in situations where LeBron had to – Put everybody on his back. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a Van Fleet. He had a J.R. Smith. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't have a Kyle Lowry. He had an Iman Shumpert. Okay, let me ask you this. Talk the Lake, Lakers and, and let's say hypothetically, the Lakers and Clippers face off in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. LeBron is guarding who? Patrick Beverly. 
LeBron too old for all that nonsense. Kawhi, man. Kawhi will switch. <laughs> Kawhi will go. He will, Kawhi will guard LeBron. He'll That's guard fine. AD. Yo, he no Kawhi has been guarding LeBron forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. his deal. Like that's his claim to fame. To be honest with you, and so, so do you not think? What else is first claim to fame? The Lakers out. So he can he can guard LeBron. I'm cool with that, right? But talk to guard me. LeBron. That's cool. That's cool. But if Boogie's if Boogie's Boogie, and uh-huh. if AD's AD, those are bigs. Those yeah. are bigs, and those are bigs down in the paint. Yeah. Where is your defense for that? Okay, cool. Take out LeBron. LeBron could be a point guard almost. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Stop him from scoring as much. Who's stopping the bigs downtown? You can have stretch bigs because let's not forget, AD can dribble too. That's AD true. AD can create, right? So, okay, now you have an AD and a boogie, right? And let's just say LeBron's not even on the court. You still got a deal when LeBron's not on the court. Because if you have a point who can really deal, which they will in playoff Rondo, right? Now mm-hmm. you're looking at a situation. So I can't outright say that the Lakers are a non-starter. They're not competitive against this Clippers team. That's not I didn't say, true. I didn't say they weren't competitive. I don't think they win. I think they can win. I don't think they win against the Clippers, bro. Paul George I is the problem. And honestly... Okay, watch. Honestly, I think LeBron can. LeBron can either take a Kawhi or a Paul George. In I, think that situation. He, I, th- I think he will select Paul George. And that's fine. I think he will that's select Paul fine. George. Because honestly, as a scorer, right, what are you looking at from, from Kawhi? Is he dropping 40 a night? Most likely not. No, he's dropping 23, 24 in the finals. What was he dropping? I forgot what he averaged in the finals. It had to be like 22, 23. Somewhere around there. Sometimes but, he's dropping like 18, 8 rebounds his, and some cheering on the sideline. But, <laughs> but his defense. like everybody is. Bro. Oh, man. His defense is what offsets. Like his defense is what offsets the, 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 the high scoring. Yo, that's what I'm honestly, saying. I don't see that from defense, the Lakers. The Lakers defense, don't have defense Patrick like Beverly's that. Defense, all three of those guys, defensively, they are problems, right? You got Montrezl Harrell Lou is Williams. good, too. You got to score in Lou Williams, who you got to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. You are not getting around him, right? It, even if he's coming off the bench, he's still that guy who's going to come in with, with another level. It's going to be a legit battle, a legit battle, right, in and L.A. You know who's also and, scary? Who? Uh, Landry Shamet. Okay. That's their, that's their point guard that they got okay. from Philly. That's the guy that I did not think Philly should have given up. I was glad to see they gave him up, but that was a guy I did not think that they should have given up because he, like Lou Williams, can create his own shot from the perimeter. And he is going to be scary. Now, I guarantee if the Lakers face the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, which I don't see happening, but for a hypothetical argument, let's just say that, that they do, I, I, right now, this is not my prediction, my, my solid prediction, but I'll, I'll say right now, I could see the Clippers winning that in six. No, no, no. 
can see them winning that in six. Nah, if they win, if they win, I mean, you got to think about it, bro. Like, I, okay, here's what I love about the Clippers, and you know this, right? I love the fact that they have a phenomenal coach. I love the fact that the front office is top-notch. Jerry West is undefeated when it comes to... to I, I actually, see why he's a logo now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. And look, look, honestly, the move he made to get Kawhi and to, to get Paul George is probably one of the slickest and best moves in NBA history. That right? was God. Like honestly, like, if he wasn't the logo for that, they can change the logo to him sitting at his at his desk. Desk, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like because that was a logo move. I that loved was. it. Loved it. Right. That was. So it was. It was. Absolutely. Now you look at him, right? You look at him. And on top of that, you look at what they have in their front office and, and what they have on their bench. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Patrick Beverly. And all the defensive pieces that they have, right? And I see you talking about um, Landry. I'm, I'm not scared of that guy. Um, <laughs> you haven't watched him. Guy does not scare me in one. You bit. haven't watched him. Even he is going to. He's going to. He's scare. going to pick them apart from from the from the the corner. He is going to pick them apart. Is not a scary yes. situation for me. Um, Sleep on him right now. Sleep on him right now. Seen Kyle Kuzma. I don't anyway, care about Kyle so, Kuzma. You should, though. <laughs> I don't you care should. about Kyle Kuzma. See, you, you haven't seen Kyle Kuzma play I before. Have. I have. Kyle Kuzma is a whole revelation. I'm not anyway. saying that he's not good. <laughs> he's a good piece. He is a good piece. I'm not betting the Clippers losing because of Kyle Kuzma. Sorry. Oh, see, the disrespect in your tone <laughs> is just, just not what Kuzma's here for. But... <laughs> But if you look, but if you look if you look at that team, right? If you look at the Clippers that's currently constructed, I love that team. It's a great team, right? But the Lakers pieces aren't all in place yet. Everything isn't in place yet for these Lakers, and so we can't fully judge the team. But based on where they're starting from, I see you shaking your head, right? Right? But you haven't seen Jared Dudley yet. And that's that's the situation. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people Yo, can't see you shaking your head like that. My <laughs> guy was so confident Kawhi was coming to the Lakers, man. Jared good. Dudley was so confident, man. I, I that was so it's that was good. funny. That was <laughs> that was hilarious. Good. Yo, the funny part is is that um he looks like the closest thing to a Space Jam two character. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> And that's so cool. Elmer so Fudd, cool. man. That's so cool to me. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> what I, but but at the same time, right? No, they're not the same. They're not the same on the bench, right? They're not the same. The Lakers um, don't have the coaching staff to really compete with the other coaching staff. They could be out coached in the situation, but mm-hmm. you're forgetting about the biggest coach on the Lakers team, and that's LeBron James. LeBron is the coach. Right, he's not. You make your eyes move. How you want. LeBron is the coach. LeBron is definitely an assistant coach, if and nothing else. Right, I'm bro, dead serious. LeBron bro. is an assistant coach, if nothing else. Bro. And so, um, you're gonna see, you're gonna see a team, you're gonna see a team in the Lakers that can absolutely compete. 
not compete, not only compete, but there's no way to get beaten. Well, I don't, I don't know. I can't say no way because talking to you is kind of weird, right? You, you've been right a lot of times. <laughs> but I don't see, I'll just say that, I don't see them getting beat straight out in six. I see if they do get beat, it's the Kawhi Leonard shot from the corner that bounces six times and goes in. That's what I see. <laughs> if they disrespectful, lose. bro. <laughs> I just no, don't see it any other way, man. I, I, the reason why I'm saying six right now, and, and we'll make our, our official predictions when tr- around training camp. Okay, cool. When we get close. Yeah, get close to the season. But the reason why I'm saying six right now is you just alluded to it. The Clippers have a deeper team, but not only do they have a deeper team, they have a team that can play both sides of the ball. The Lakers just have certain players that can play both sides of the ball. As a team right now, the Lakers do not have a team that can play both sides. They're more so just offense. And that is that's just like the, the Rockets. You know, that that's that's that puts them right in that same conversation because they're not defensive minded. Now you have defensive minded players like Gerald uh, uh, Gerald Green, uh, uh, Paul Paul uh, P.J. Tucker. Um, you have defensive minded players, but you don't have a defensive minded team. And I and and I'll say Clint Capella as well. Um, but the Lakers, I, I think they've done better than um, than than I expected them to do at this point. With um, right after when Kawhi made his decision, they definitely had a plan B. Um, but I don't see this team as presently constructed being a team that can go very deep into the playoffs. They'll be a playoff team this year, but I don't see them being a deep, deep playoff team. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and Denver is getting crazy, they just got Jeremy Grant from OKC. Have you not heard of Alex Caruso? Oh, God. <laughs> Have you not heard of JaVel McGee? Oh, okay. If you're gonna if you're going to hinge your team on Caruso and McGee. Pope? Yeah. Okay. You... What actually you know what the Lakers you... should do? You know what they should do? They need to go out and get Andre Ingram from their G League. They need to get him and sign him for the season. Andre Ingram is thirty three, bro. So? So, the dude um, is the dude plays very well off the, on the perimeter. He shoots very well on the perimeter. I would go out I'm, and get him, then try and I'm go so out and get. Okay. No, no, no. Think about it. If you go out and get him, you we can just got still Clint have <clears throat> from the Warriors. So, shooting extraordinaire. <laughs> Why would I go and get G League MVP? <laughs> just to go with our team, and I like him. I like him. I love him actually. I I'm not here for. Story. I'm not here for the disrespect for Ingram, man. I love no. I'm. I love Ingram. Don't get me wrong. I love Ingram, and I really want him on the team, on the practice squad, helping us get ready. <laughs> Why are you still year. saying us? What you Why mean? are you still saying us? <laughs> <laughs> you are a Pelicans fan. Own no, it. no, 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 no. I am, Own I it. am a, I am a Lakers fan, a Pelicans fan, and a fan of the Hawks when they're doing well. I am really <laughs> dedicated to my Lakers and my Pelicans and my Hawks. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> Right. Don't let it mess with you, bro. Like I put, I, look, I put that on Twitter. Yo, honestly, I, I saw that. that. <laughs> I saw it, but, but but you need to stop that foolishness, bro. What do you, you mean? The 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 Pelicans. I, and I told you Pelicans. this last time. I told you this last time. I can honestly see the Pelicans going further in the playoffs than the Lakers. I can see it. I'm not predicting it yet. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna. I'm fine with either one of that. I'm like cool. You need to stick with your Pelicans, bro. <laughs> I'm why? I can stick with to, everybody. Like just, I'm down with the Lakers. I'm down with the Pelicans. They won't meet in the playoffs, so I have no worries. And if they do meet in the playoffs, I just be like, I'm doing well either way here. So I not. <laughs> I'm not tripping. In the East, I have my Hawks. Right? They're gonna do okay. Right? Um, I'm thinking about adopting another team in the East just so I can be competitive, but I'm okay. I'm okay with just sticking with my heart. At this point, so, you might as well be a Celtics fan. I can't do it. Sit, sit. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> At this point, you might it. as well because I, I don't. I can't do it. I, I don't the see it. Only, the only way I could be a Celtics fan. Is if they go get LeBron, like oh that ain't happening, right? And that so I can't happening. do it, right? That, we, that's not happening for the exact same reason why the uh, LeBron did not stay in Miami. Why? Because Pat Riley is not going to allow LeBron's team, his team of guys, to run everything. Oh, you mean they won't let it be the LeBron show? They won't let it be the LeBron show. No. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be the LeBron show. Um, yes, there. it does. It it had to be the LeBron show in the well, for the Lakers for them to even no, no, be I'm where saying, they are right now. <laughs> I'm saying there. Like it doesn't have to be the LeBron show in Boston, as oh, long it as it's the LeBron to. show in L.A. Right? Because the best shows happen in L.A. anyway. That's where Hollywood is. And yeah, so yeah, the Clippers. This episode has been brought to you. <laughs> 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 but I'm 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 on the bandwagon, man. I've been on the bandwagon for the Are last few years. Fan? No, hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Doc Rivers fan. <laughs> that's real. That's that's real. that's that's my guy. So and honestly, and honestly, that's that's okay. So people don't fully understand what's my fandom like, and my fandom is really fantasy basketball fandom. If you get it right, then it's okay. it's kind of more like. It's like people have, you know what? I don't have a team. I have a player. And so for the Lakers, why am I with the Lakers right now? Why do I love the Lakers? Well, for LeBron one, James. I'm a LeBron. Yeah, I'm a LeBron James fan, right? And on this LeBron journey, I've been from Akron to Miami, <laughs> right? <laughs> back to Akron. <laughs> yeah, back to Akron and now in L.A., right? And I've been loving the journey. I'm not going to stop now because there's a Lakers fan base who won't accept me, Miles Austin. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I've been here for Le- oh I've man. been here for the LeBron show the whole time, so I'm definitely not leaving now that the show's moved to Hollywood. Um, so with that, that's one right. With the Hawks, I live here. You feel what I'm saying? Now yeah. that won't ever make me a Falcons fan. God, never, <laughs> right? But. Yeah. But it will make me a Hawks fan because the tickets are cheap and it, it feels better when you're cheering for the team Price that you bought the tickets from. Price is going to go up this year, man. Say again? Price is going to go up this year. They're going to go up 
from thirteen to fifteen dollars, but it won't <laughs> stop me. From... <laughs> I'm actually gonna go to a few games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna go. I I, I like so, what Atlanta's doing. I like what Atlanta's yeah. doing. Yeah, uh, and I like uh, Cam Reddish, Trey Young, John Collins. I think they have yep. a nice solid core. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna do. They might be. They might be able to sneak into the eighth seed. Yeah, I mean the the starting lineup all of a sudden looks like a for real starting lineup. Now they look young. They they remind me, like I said, of the Lakers, right? Uh, when the Lakers had that young starting lineup, when it was the young starting lineup, not not oh not this, the, new the past two lineup. years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When it was when it was um, Ingram and Lonzo and Hard and you know all those guys, and they were just trying their best to get somewhere, right? That had something that had some, some type of young flavor. I was like, yo, this could be something one day. Well, actually, yeah. no, when it was, I remember Julius Randle on that team and, and yeah. they were all young and, and emerging and, um, and they would compete. They weren't win, but they would compete. Um, I feel like, um, this, this Hawks team is that, but if the Hawks could possibly get great leadership from the coaching staff, if they had a, if they have a great coach, right. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this year they can be semi-competitive they can be like that mid-major that's kind of coming, you know, out of it, right? Like, if they, they could do something. They could be similar to what the Nets were last year. Does that make I sense? See, that, that make, that's a great comparison. I, 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 I can see that. I can see that because I, I think they – the only thing that um, I would do if I were the, the Hawks is try to move Alex Lynn. I would try to move Alex Lynn okay. and get a, get a different big because that guy – He doesn't fit there. He doesn't right now. fit, yeah. and and not only that, the dude cannot get into the paint. Like he cannot. I I don't understand. This is this is the thing that I I I question about a few guys in the league. Like, for example, um, uh, Yabuselli on the Celtics, big guy, and he just will not barrel into the paint. Like I, that's that's one thing I don't get is is why certain guys just like refuse to drive into the lane and score or create contact and get to the line. <clears throat> Alex Thanks Lynn is one of those place. guys. Thanks <laughs> for scary place for some big guys, man, and they don't well, want to be there because they can get embarrassed sad. down there. That, that is sad. That is they pathetic. Can get embarrassed down there. Yeah, you cannot be that big real. and being scared of that. Honestly, um, and yo, honestly, next week we have to talk about uh, Zion. And and his debut, right? Well, his only summer league game, and now he's over. Um, he's done. But we we saw some highlights and some big weaknesses, right? Um, and him in the paint was a situation, yeah. Right? Him him, yeah. him dealing with um him dealing with Mitchell Robinson in the paint. Mm-hmm. He and in the Mitchell Robinson battle, he lost that battle. Yeah, right. Most definitely, most definitely. In the um, but in the Kevin Knox battle. And that's a clear win. That wasn't even a battle. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a grown man move yeah, right there. That was win. not a battle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, not, that, but but he's the reason why I, I I said that Al Horford would have been a great fit for the Pelicans because he probably he would he would be able to work with Zion and teaching him different things how to move yeah. in the paint, different ways to create yeah, that I, that shot. I need Zion to do a few different things, man. Honestly, what I saw from Zion um, was incredible. Like, what, what I, I could see some things that he needs to improve on. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because 
when you start getting your three point shot blocked, right? Yeah. Like it's because your feet are on the ground. Yeah. Right. And when you can he jump has the way to shed you can some jump. weight. Yeah, but it's funny. Where are you shedding weight from? Like he's he's two eighty five, right? Um, he just moved to the capital of food. So <laughs> yeah, period. Like yeah, period. Like, and the first thing he asks is what good restaurants to go to. That's not the move. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans will feed bro. you, bro. Like they will if they do nothing else, they're gonna feed you. They tried to get Reggie big, but like, bro, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it's gonna be tough for him, right? Like he's gonna really have to work out. But the cool part is, is that um, New Orleans has made heavy investments in their um, training staff. They did, right? So I am not concerned about um, about him, you know, blowing up or anything like that. I'm more so concerned um, about his positioning and where will he play when right. it's time for him to be on the court, right? right. Um, but the cool part about what the the major Pelicans have, not the Summer League Pelicans, right? Uh-huh. Oh, but the real Pelicans, right? Uh-huh. They have a lot of help at the five. They, they will not need him to play at the five. With yeah. favors at the five, right? Um, Okafor. They're, they're, yeah, they, they are covered at the yeah. five and won't need him to be there. All right. Yeah. Um, so but we, we can get into that stuff later, yo. So so far we've we've touched on, on Westbrook and his possibilities. We've talked about KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn and what that means for the East. And we've talked about um, the Clippers and the Lakers being in the West, right? Um, we talked about the battle for the West and who's your favorite. Um, outright, tell me who's your favorite one more time so the people know. Uh, for the West? Yep, for the Western Conference. Um, early prediction because there's still some moves. So I'm, okay. not, I'm not settling in this on this right now. Give me your top but, three. Give me your top three. Uh, <clears throat> for the West, I'll say Clippers. Um uh Denver I'm tempted to say Utah Utah I knew I'm tempted <laughs> I'm tempted I, <laughs> I am so tempted to say Utah this right Laker, now This Laker disrespect is ridiculous No it's not it's not Lakers disrespect I know I know it's why you're doing it. I know why you're doing it But Portland Portland if ah oh god if they had Nurkic um but they have Hassan, Hassan Whiteside if if Whiteside could somewhat do yeah, what yeah. Nurkic did they could be a top three team in the West. So I'm right now. I'm willing, he's hurt. I think he towards. I think he's he towards ACL. So he'll be in the back second round of the playoffs. By, um, at least by January of next year, right? Mm, no, most. Uh, well, I mean, he the ACL. Could. He'll be back in like seven, he, eight months. It's a big. That's what I'm saying. True. I, true, like, true, true, true. It, I don't know that I would rush him back at that point. I think that's real. I think second half of the of, this, of the season toward yeah. like maybe March, we could see him coming back. I would I would work him in around March and April, and then see how how he works. Um, but if Hassan Whiteside can do what Nurkic was able to do, I am willing to predict that the Trailblazers will be a top three team in the West. Whiteside's um, never healthy, man. Whiteside is never healthy, and he's also, like, never consistent. But if he were consistent, and all he needs to do, doesn't need to go out and try and do perimeter shots. All he has to do is get into the lane and battle in the lane. Like, that's all he has to do. Rebound, uh, put back shots, stuff like that. 
if he was able if he's able to do that i think portland can be a, uh an even scarier team than than people think um okay so i'll we'll we'll give pr- predictions uh pretty soon um but i i, I th- portland is going to be a scary team if Whiteside can actually reach his potential which he okay. should not still be trying to do seven years later but <laughs> if he's able to do it and at least able to be what LaMarcus Aldridge was for the for the Trailblazers, then they'll be a very, very strong team next Okay, year. so for me, um, in the West, I have Lakers, Clippers, um, and I like your Portland move because then that gives, that gives Dame a lot. Um, mm, okay, I'm going with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. <I'm... laughs> That's jacked up. What happened to them, man? But, man um... You had you had Kevin Durant, Westbrook, Harden, mm. uh, 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 Reggie Jackson. Oh my gosh, Ibaka, Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins. You had all these guys, and how many rings did you win? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, how many rings? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, I, I'll give I'll give my third team. Um, and so I guess my third team will, um, I probably go with with the Jazz as well. Yeah, I, probably, I, I may go Jazz. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that situation. All right, y'all. So um, that is it for us this week. Um, right, you have we, anything to promote? Hit on everything. Else? Yeah, yeah. So um, MTNV Sports, yo, we have a few different things. Every Saturday morning, you can catch MTMV Sports live, right, with music on the radio we do. Uh, it's on Dash Radio right now. Dash Radio can be found um, just by downloading the Dash Radio app. Every Saturday morning, we have a, a show. Um, normally, uh, and we do um, updates on NFL, NBA, MMA um, every, single, every single week. We have a different interview, right, mm-hmm. every week. Um, it's either interview or you know it may be this podcast, but um, it'll be something that'll be on sports and music every Saturday morning. If you if you need it, you can catch it live. Um, it plays once in the morning. Um, generally, it's at well, it's actually always dropping at 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time, right? Seven on the uh, on the West Coast. Um, and then it comes back on again at night. And so um, on the Dash Radio app, you can catch that. Um, you can also Right now, you can actually um, you can actually listen. And if you miss that show, don't worry. The interviews always pop up on MTNV Sports on Apple Podcasts, and so you can catch that anytime you want. Um, outside of that, that's basically it. If you wanna if you wanna send us um, if you wanna hear a question kind of addressed on the radio, you wanna hear you know anything you have to say kind of addressed on the radio. What people can do is they can either um, slide into our DMs. Right. And just <laughs> very easily like hit us up there. Right. Um, or they can um, give us a call um, on our on our sideline app, which I'll give out the number in just a second. All right. Okay. Anything you got to promote, man. All right. So, everyone, um, this Saturday, July 13th, we will be um, announcing the winner of our Nike uh, gift card uh, giveaway. Um, so again, if, if you're hearing this, um, and, and you want to enter for, for a chance, all you have to do, like the page on Facebook, uh, like, like, uh, follow us on, on Instagram and, and subscribe to the podcast. 
shoot us a screenshot of, of, of your subscription to the podcast and you'll automatically be in, entered in to the sweepstakes. Um, outside of that, um, we are working on season two of, of OTS. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, I think we're going to launch that probably around training camp of the NFL. Um, so this, this first season has just been a, a, a trial um, we are looking, you know, trying to work out a lot of kinks, and everything has pretty much been smoothed out right now. Um, so we will be launching that um, uh, beginning of, of training camp around there. Uh, so I'm gonna be talking a lot of trash about my Eagles. Um, I want you all to know that right now. Uh, so outside of that, just just follow us on social media, uh, sideline guys, uh, sideline guys on uh, Instagram, sideline guys on uh, Facebook. Uh, the Facebook group uh, is on the sidelines uh, group, and we're we're uh, we're looking to do a lot of things. Uh, and for those that don't know, on the sidelines and MTMV Sports, our partners, we are working to build something really big. Uh, so just uh, you know, keep watching, paying attention, and supporting. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming for you guys. Yeah, so I, I said I would give out our number. It's so funny because our number is our sideline number. So I, <laughs> I thought you said that. I just I was like, he didn't say that. <laughs> yep. <I> thought, <laughs> so it's our sideline number um, 470-228-6868 um, or 470-228-MTMV. And you can hit us there um, if you ever want to hear your voice on the radio. All right, and uh, we have a big announcement coming in a few weeks as well for On the Sidelines, so please uh, stay tuned, and, and, and uh, thank you again to everyone that's, that's doing a lot of work with, with you know, uh, uh, posting on the page and, and everything like that, uh, spreading the word about this podcast. Uh, we have a lot of other stuff coming for you, working on another podcast uh, uh, right now, so we have we have a couple of things that are coming for you guys in the next couple of months, so just stay tuned and and uh, and keep watching. <laughs>